0: This week on Intrigued, Full Effect. My son didn't deserve to die the way he did. He was a great guy and he looked out for everybody. Apparently there were two shooters. There's no way these two people didn't tell someone
1: or indicate to someone that they were involved in this murder. I'm Chandrea Thomas, and welcome to episode 17. In this podcast, I talk about curious cases, disappearances, and other stuff. And today I'm talking about the curious case and murder of 25-year-old Army veteran Brandon Cornelius from San Antonio, Texas. Brandon was shot and killed by two unknown shooters in June of 2018, and police are at a standstill in the case. I spoke to his mother and police about the case. This is what happened. It was just before 2 a.m. on June 23, 2018, at the Ridge Shopping Center in San Antonio. According to family members, Brandon went out to a nightclub with a couple of friends at the 4300 block of North Loop 1604 on the northwest side of the city. When Brandon and his friends were leaving the club, two unidentified shooters drove up behind Brandon's car, opened his car door, and started shooting. The other two people riding with Brandon weren't hit. His mother, Janelle, says she's sure her son was targeted, but she has no idea why. I had a long conversation with her about what happened that day and where her life stands right now. Janelle Cornelius, thank you for talking with me today about your son, Brandon. I know it's been a little bit bit over a year now since everything happened, right?
0: Yes, it's been a little over a year.
1: Yeah. So tell me what happened last June. So
0: last June, the 22nd. Brandon, his youngest sister, and I had dinner. He went out with one of his friends shortly after. And on June 23rd, around between 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning, the police were at my door. And they explained to me that he was at a club and he had been shot. Shortly thereafter, I arrived at the hospital to find that they couldn't save him.
1: Mm. So on this particular day... Who was he who was he with at the time? And and what do you know about? Do you have any idea as far as why he was selected? Was he the wrong person or anything like that? Brandon was with one of his friends and his
0: friend's brother. They went out to a nearby club that was uh, supposed to be that was pretty popular for young with young people. And they have no idea who shot him or why. Uh, the detective, what he did tell me was he saw footage of Brandon in the club and coming out of the club and he didn't look stressed or like he uh, felt threatened. He had spoken to his best friend that night. That was the last person he spoke to. And his best friend said that Brandon didn't indicate at all that he had had any kind of altercation or disagreements with anybody while he was at the club. He was parked in the overflow area. So there was no camera footage of him getting in the car and he was the only person sitting on the passenger side.
1: So there were other people with him, but he was the only person who was shot or was he alone in the car? He
0: was on the passenger side of the car. His friend was behind the wheel and then his friend's brother was sitting behind his friend. So he was the only one on the passenger side. And from what his friend said, someone two people came up to the passenger side of the car, opened the door and opened fire. And Brandon was the only one who was shot.
1: Do you think this was a case of mistaken identity? It's definitely possible. And so with with all of this, what are police saying about the investigation at this point? Um, it's pretty much at a standstill. I don't
0: really hear from the detective very much. I more hear from The friends, like the last time I heard anything was back in January when his best friend and the friend that was in the car said that detectives showed them pictures of someone. And his best friend said that he recognized one of the people in the pictures, but not the other people that the detective uh, showed him and that it was a girl that Brandon had actually kind of stopped talking to because he had a, a girlfriend and she didn't like the fact that he had a girlfriend and that it changed their relationship.
1: Okay, so so just so I'm clear, so as far as the, it's suspected that this girl is one of the two people or she knows these two people, the two, the two shooters?
0: From what I understand... She knows the two shooters. She wasn't there.
1: Wow. So, so let me ask you this: When it comes to the whole point of of him having any issues with with anyone, have had he ever told you any, about anything in the past, or or anything like that? Did you have any indications of any issues? No, I
0: I really didn't. The detective made mention of the fact that my son had recently bought an AR-15, and he bought a handgun. The detective. Uh, said something about maybe he was stockpiling and he knew that someone was after him. But Brandon was the kind of person who protected his family. So if he knew that someone was after him, he'd be more likely to go stay somewhere else in opposed to staying at home with me and his 10-year-old sister so that nothing bad would happen to us. In addition... He knew with me being a prior service member and having grown up in the projects in New York City that I am pretty good at handling things. And I I really think that if he thought someone was after him, he would have let me know so that we could try to figure out a plan to avoid having him get shot in the street.
1: So when it comes to this particular girl that he was dating or seeing at some point in time, have you ever talked to her or anything or had any communication with her? Do you know who this person is?
0: It's, it was interesting because he started seeing his girlfriend, and in March of 2018, he came to me and he said, Mom, I've, I have made plans with one of my friends. It's a female to go to South Padre Island during spring break, but now I have a girlfriend, and I don't want to be offensive to my girlfriend, so I don't know what I should do, and I told him, well, talk to both of them, and if you can't work anything out, then it'd probably be a good idea to go with what makes your girlfriend most comfortable, and he came back later, and he said, it doesn't look like she and I can be friends anymore, Mom, because she got upset, and I don't like the way she responded. So it looks like our friendship is over. Mm. Yeah, I, I had never met the girl. <laughs> he didn't bring a lot of people home, and he only bought girls around that he was serious about. So I, I don't, I don't really know who she is, but I know his. His group of friends uh, were familiar with her.
1: Mm -hmm. So at this point, you've never met this person or you've you've never been able to talk to this particular female. I just want to be clear about that, right?
0: Right. I've never met her. Wouldn't know her if I saw her somewhere.
1: So when it it comes to, okay, let me ask you this. What about theories as far as um, what you're hearing out in the street? Because there's always, you know, that stuff always floats around. Is there anything that you, what are the things that you're hearing or or guesses that people are coming up with as far as what they think may have happened? I'm just curious.
0: At one time, when it first happened, his friends thought that his girlfriend's brother might have uh, been involved because they knew his girlfriend's brother didn't like him. I don't think that that is the feeling that his friends have now. People that I work with, because my job just so happened to be at the same exit where this club is. They knew people that worked at the club and one of the people knew knows a detective. And she said that the detective said that they are kind of stumped with this case. I don't know, but I know it's been pretty much ruled out that it had anything to do with the girlfriend's brother.
1: Wait, So it, it has been ruled out that the girlfriend's brother was involved or it has not been ruled out?
0: I think it has been pretty much ruled out that he was involved.
1: So initially, they thought it could be a possibility that this girl's family member or whatever could have been involved with this. But at the same time, it turns out that as time has gone on, that that seems to be kind of a dead lead at this point. Yes. So do you have any any idea of how they're looking or searching for things now or, or anything? Or is it just kind of a, a just a total, complete mystery? It's
0: a complete mystery.
1: Did you ever, as far as the last conversations that he had, I'm, I'm assuming police checked his phone records and all of that. I mean, what can you tell me about what was discovered about him? Was there any messaging that you had heard of, you know, communication with any other people that you didn't know about or that, that kind of came, people that came out of nowhere that you were like, hum, this is interesting or anything like that? So
0: far, nothing that I didn't know about. It appears that the detective found the other young lady through Brandon's text messages and of course he still has Brandon's cell phone and like I said to me that was pretty interesting because I distinctly remember Brandon talking to me about that one young lady but otherwise I haven't heard anything they haven't said anything to any of his friends that is completely shocking or surprising
1: and from what I can understand of the case so far and what I've read and what you've said to me, it seems to me that this is clearly a targeted execution of your child because no one else was shot in this car. Yes, that's how
0: I feel. It it, it was definitely on purpose. Uh, he was definitely targeted. I have no idea why. And everyone else appears, well, like I said, all of his friends appear to be just as clueless. Out of all the people, he had the—he was the most mild-mannered. He was the most patient. He was the most tolerant. He was the most sensitive. No, none of us understand why, out of all the people, he would have been targeted.
1: When it comes to what the police are telling you about about the investigation, what have your conversations been with them regarding this?
0: Like I said, I really don't hear from the de- the detective he told me he doesn't like calling talking to his families when he doesn't have any updates the people that I hear from are the friends who are called in when they have like new pictures or things to show to see if they knew anybody and I, I have a very close relationship with all mm-hmm. of his friends so they keep me updated when they have to go down to the detective's office, but otherwise I I really don't hear from him.
1: Is there any information as far as a reward for information leading to an arrest or anything that's out right now?
0: Crime, Crime stoppers did put up a $5,000 reward for any information that leads to an arrest uh, involved with this case.
1: So tell me what your life has been like since you got that knock on the door early that morning. It's been a process
0: um it's a process that I'm learning you don't ever I don't think you ever complete it you just grow in different ways and somehow you just you learn to to I don't know you learn this take it day by day step by step um he he was definitely a, a, a huge uh, part of my family. I have four children, two boys, two girls. He was very playful. So my 10-year-old could go in his room anytime and he would play video games with her. Um, he was the only man in the house, so to speak. So he mowed the grass, he, you know, he had gotten to a place, we had gotten to a place where I respected him as a young man, and we had an awesome relationship, so I definitely feel a loss. I am grateful because his friends have definitely reached out, and they have been there for us, and allowed us to be there for them and that's made the sting a little less but it's definitely been it's a, there's a definite big hole where he was in our lives
1: and that that leads me to my next question about the impact on your on you on your family on everyone who he was a part of you know tell me tell me about that how do you feel in your spirit when you have to deal with all of this
0: like I said it's it, It's not anything that I would wish on anybody. I definitely, if I got to make a choice, would choose to have my son with me. But the amount of love and the amount of caring that people have poured into us because of this, the the expressions of love that I've seen behind this. I am overwhelmed by the um the emotions that people feel still today for my son I, um I would have never envisioned that he touched so many people at the age of twenty five I would have never I would have never seen how big he was if this hadn't happened.
1: Tell me about your son about his personality. he's an, a military veteran as well. Tell me about him.
0: Sir so Brandon was a caring person. He I don't recall ever having to go to school for him having a fight. As a matter of fact, he was the kind of person, even though he wouldn't let people make him do anything, he never people I've known people to have hit him, and he, he never hit back. He just didn't like altercations. Yet He stood up for his family. One time, my other daughter, they're three years apart, fell asleep on the school bus. and Brandon and Max took the same school bus, but she was younger, so they kept her in the back, and he sat in the front with the older kids. When that bus pulled off without his sister getting off that bus, he chased it all around the neighborhood until he got his sister back. He didn't like um guys talking to any of us. He was, like I said, the man of the house. If you called him and you needed help, your tire go flat. He would show up even if he was tired, even if he was in the middle of something, he was the one that all his friends knew that they could count on. He took care of his younger sister for me, took her to school every morning because I had to be at work earlier than him. And if he couldn't do it, He didn't involve me at all in taking care of it. If he could help it, he would arrange it between his other siblings. He said to me one day, Mom, I'm so proud. I got to take all the women in my family out to eat. He liked taking care of us. He was hoping to have his own family, but he wanted to wait until he was financially stable. And so he was in the process of trying to buy his own house and put money away for that because he he didn't want to have kids before he had a home to bring them home to he just was a great guy I mean you know sometimes lazy I had to get on him a few times for drinking too much but for the most part he was just a a joy
1: so what was he doing at the time was he working somewhere was he re-enlisting what was happening with him
0: he was actually in the National Guard and he had finished his 6 years. He was working at a place that re- that gets repossessed cars and sells them, cleans them up and auctions them off. And he was doing really well uh, at his job.
1: It sounds like he was making plans for the future. He was trying to get financially stable, saving up for a house and things like that. Maybe even starting a new relationship to who know who knows where that would have gone. Um, what about the young lady that he was with? Um, did you ever get to meet her? The, you know, the the one that he started a new relationship with?
0: Yes, I definitely got to meet her. Um, we, the last time I had a family gathering shortly before that happened, she came and then his birthday was in May. And thanks to her, because he was the kind of person that he had just gone out with his girlfriend, but she told him that he needed to invite his mother. So we all went to dinner together for his birthday. And I am still in touch with her. We still talk. She asked me about updates just to see, you know, maybe they figured out who or why this all happened.
1: Tell me about your last conversation with Brandon. What did you talk about and how did it How did it go?
0: So like I said, we all had dinner together. He wasn't going to stay, but I had made crab legs one of his favorites. So he stayed and sat down with me and his baby sister, Frances, and we ate. He was going to come back the next day and work on what one of the pickets in the fence in my backyard was messed up. So he was going to come back and help work on that. And he assured me that he was going to do that. He also had a baby shower the next day that he was going to go to. So he planned on getting back early. And he had told me actually that Friday that a handgun had come in that he had put on layaway for me for Mother's Day. And he couldn't get it out sooner because he was making payments, but he had, it had come in. And that Monday, he and I were supposed to go sign for it. And... He went out, Francis chased him out of the house because he ate the last crab leg cluster and she wanted it. And so she was teasing him about that. He was laughing and he said, I'll see you tomorrow, mom. And I was like, okay. And he left the club at about one thirty, and she left early because he had things that he planned on doing. And I never saw him again until he, he was at the morgue be at the funeral home.
1: Mm-hmm. If you had the opportunity to have a talk with him to say something to him, what would you say?
0: I say, I said the same thing, and this is, this gives me peace. I know he knows, but I'd say to him once again how proud of him I am that he was that he's a great man that. I wouldn't trade the time I have with him for anything in the world. And if I had to choose to have him with me for just 25 years or not to have him at all, I would still have had him in my life because he was such a joy. And I, I hate that this awful thing happened to such a good person. Someone at the club saw a car leaving, saw, you know, just even the smallest thing like the color or the the body of the car. Someone, even if they weren't at the club, like I guess apparently there were two shooters. There's no way these two people didn't tell someone or indicate to someone that they were
1: involved in this murder. When it comes to my final thoughts about this case, I'm left with so many questions. Who shot Brandon and why was he a target? Could the soured friendship with this unnamed woman really be related to his death? According to Janelle, Brandon was very responsible and if there were any issues with someone that would put them in danger, she thinks she would have known. And was he ordering the guns to protect himself and if so, then why? Or was he just adding to a collection? As for the two shooters, I wonder if it was a random gang initiation or was there something going on that he truly kept to himself? I also think about how strong Janelle is and how she's trying to live her life in peace while dealing with the pain and the loss of her son. Janelle has a lot of support from her family, her friends, and the community to help her get through the tough times, and she says she's very thankful for all of it. As far as leads go, from what I can tell, police really don't have a lot to go on Or do they have information that we just don't know about yet? I do wonder if the friends who were in the car with Brandon are worried about their safety today. At the end of the day, I think in a lot of cases, the streets do talk. But in this case, police don't seem to have much. And I wonder why, especially since this was a very bold and brazen crime in front of a lot of people. I hope that this podcast can spur some thoughts or memories from people who were at the Ridge Shopping Center that night that can help unravel more details in this case. If you have any information in this case, call San Antonio Police at 210-224-7867. There's a $5,000 reward for information leading to an arrest in the case and you can also remain anonymous. If you have a case that you want me to check out, you can reach me on the Intrigued Full Effect website or via email at IntriguedFullEffect@hotmail.com. at hotmail.com. Until next time, be safe and stay true. The views, information, or opinions expressed during the Intrigued Full Effect, Curious Cases, Disappearances, and Other Stuff podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the host. The primary purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. The host of this podcast assumes no liability or responsibility for any activities in connection with opinions shared in the podcast. The podcast and blog associated with it shall not be used in any legal capacity or as a basis for expert testimony. Any copyright material in the podcast is approved by the owner or as part of the public domain. Music by Pond5.